Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home. I love what you do with your hair today. Welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast, the coolest podcast around. Uh, the the uh, I mean, I haven't really taken any polls, but I feel like it's probably the most popular podcast on the planet, probably. Uh, and that would be David. Thanks, That's right, that's right. How you doing, man? It's been all right, Connor. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, it's it's been it's been a week, but we're getting through it. You know, nothing too bad. Um, it's been torrential rain recently. It's been kind of funny. Um, <laughs> the weather it's, around. It's finally your turn for the rain. Oh yeah, no, it's been brutal. It's been gorgeous. Monday and Tuesday were amazing, and then things got crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, like we don't we don't get nice weather until next week. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the North problem. <laughs> so how you doing, man? How's the weather and all that? Oh, uh, it's actually not too bad out. It's been like fifties, um, and it should be fifties all week until uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, it's going to be in the seventies. Nice, so, we got exciting. that coming too. Um, it was like seventy-seven a couple days ago. It was seventy-seven and sunny, um, which of course meant a storm was coming, I guess. But um, <laughs> next week, it's like you, yeah, yours. It's going to be very nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Sun's out, buns out, baby. Right. Well, th- I feel like this movie on the podcast was a long time coming. Like, I've known that you were going to pick this for a while, but it's been a lot of delayed gratification. Yeah, um, yeah. It hasn't been on a streaming service. Um, right. And uh, then it showed up. <laughs> it showed up. It was actually, this. the theme of the last two episodes has been movies we've been planning to do on the podcast for a while, but never got to until now. So we're finally catching up because I wanted to do Hotel for Dogs for ages. And now we are finally getting to the Maze Runner. <laughs> Maze Runner, Maze That's Runner. Right. It's funny because I would say this is probably the most popular movie we've done, I feel like. I think I've, I've heard more, more people talk about this than any other movie we've done on this show. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I would not consider this movie a very well-regarded movie or something that people really talk about nowadays i feel like because it was like it was the final hurrah in this teen apocalypse you know post-apocalyptic franchise i think it was like the final one like it it was still kind of in tandem with the others but like when this one ended the entire thing ended like there was nothing else so i mean divergent and Maze Runner came out in the same year. True, but like Divergent died right away, <laughs> and then this one lasted a little while longer. Like I don't think because the third, the third, third Divergent like didn't even come out to main to a lot of theaters. I think it was like a TV half TV half theater production. I thought I might be crazy, but like the Maze Runner movies were all pretty hyped until the end. Um, I feel like. Yeah. But uh, David, why did you pick this? Um, I mean, you know, it 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 kind of goes like any other, where like, you know, this movie came out, you know, within the last uh, ten years, and um, it was the movie that like I hadn't really thought about, and I don't think too many people are thinking about Maze Runner. Like, I got, I, I know, I know, you mentioned that this movie. It is probably the most popular out of all the movies we've covered uh, thus far, and it I and I agree. I don't I don't think this movie is as forgettable as say, the star 
or um, uh, 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 any other of those movies that are forgotten that we covered. Yeah, I guess I forgot. We don't really have a good highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess my point is, is that uh, I, I think just like one day I I I remember this movie existed. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to cover it since. Um, not, not nothing, nothing too deep. Nothing too. There's, there's no, there's no elaborate backstory as to why I picked this film. I have no connection to this movie whatsoever. Um, I didn't even read the book. Um, yeah, that, that's 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 me with Maze Runner. Very fun. So now that you've picked it and you've seen it. What do you feel like this pick was warranted? Do you feel like it was everything you dreamed it would be or wouldn't be? What do you think? I mean, coming into I knew it was going to be like a average to below average film, as that is the kind of movies we do cover, <laughs> and it it did meet those expectations for sure. Um, but I, I guess a, a bit a bit of a spoiler to come later on in this podcast but i do think this is one of the better movies that we've covered this far in this podcast um it, it's 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 not it's not terrible like it feels a bit rushed and crammed for sure but it's not it's not a terribly acted movie um i think a lot of the scenes look really cool um i i think the idea of the maze is is kind of a a unique and cool idea um and and low-key like after watching it i kind of wanted to know what happens next so like kind of got me on that one those are kind of my thoughts initial thoughts kind of what'd you think yeah um yeah, I agree with you. I think it is... I was kind of dreading this. I really didn't want to watch this, honestly. I Not that I thought it would be bad, I guess, but I I don't really see any need to watch more of these movies, you know? But I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I think, like you kind of said, I think um, this movie had probably the most promising concept of really any of these post-apocalyptic uh, teen movies. Like, I think it's the most competent... Uh, and as a movie, it's fine. You know, I actually don't hate any of the really story storytelling elements. My biggest issues with this movie, strangely enough, are less what it does and more what it like. <laughs> this is gonna sound stupidly pretentious, but hear me out here. I feel like the things I don't like about this movie are the stuff that it had to do because it was one of these movies, and as a result, I feel like it doesn't really have a goal <laughs> i don't know so i feel like i'll try to explain what i mean like these the thing i always kind of get annoyed with a lot of these teen uh post-apocalyptic stuff is that they have like a end goal they want to have some sort of like you know uprising against the system and stuff and like usually the movies particularly the bad ones rush to this as quickly as possible and i'm going to pick on divergent cause that's an easy one because this movie tries to ru- that movie tries to rush into th- overthrowing the government and you know fighting the system as quickly as possible as if they want 
the you know you know tense you know fighting the system action scenes to be right now rather than building up the world at all now this movie is kind of uh maze runner is kind of a mix of like those bad ones and the, the few better ones that actually take their time because yeah the movie doesn't really rush to that it's not like the movie starts off and already they figured out the problem with the maze and they're fighting the people who control the maze it's, it does take its time. It does build the world a little bit. But I almost feel like it doesn't do that very well. There's still a lot of questions I have with the world. And then by the end of the movie, they already are setting up for the overthrowing of the stuff, you know? They've already gotten to a point where they want to make the franchise like you expect it to be. So I feel like I don't really get what the goal of this movie was. If it was to set up the post-apocalyptic stuff, it feels like it got to it too late. And if it was to, you know, be a little more contained and set up the world, I feel like they did a poor job of doing that because there's still a lot of stuff that's left unanswered. So it feels very inane and kind of pointless. And I understand that the other movies will give it points, but I don't like that that's what they built to. I don't know. It's a really weird movie. Like, I enjoyed what I saw, but at the same time, I'm kind of watching this going like, okay, where are we going now? Like, what's gonna... Why, why are we continuing to do this? Like, they don't really learn anything huge about the world they're in until about halfway through the movie. So the first half of the movie, you assume, is just kind of getting you acquainted with the world, but at the same time, you don't really learn a lot about it. Like, you don't really learn what a lot of the roles in the in the colony are or what they do. You don't really learn mm -hmm. any about any more characters beyond the main, like, three. And, like, hell, you don't even know, like, the selection process for a maze runner. Like, you just kind of get see that they exist and then he forces himself to be a maze runner and then he is maze runner i feel like it's a very weird way to approach building this world and i don't know it's just it's not that it's bad i'm, I'm trying i am a little negative here but i really just wanted to that's like the main problem the rest of the movie is still fine and i think the stuff that they do finally build up isn't bad it's just a really weird way to do it and as a result, I feel like when you watch all three of these movies in Marathon, this one is going to feel, like, really boring on rewatch. Like, you're going to be like, okay, this this build up a part of the, the world that doesn't really matter in the long run, and the only information you get in this is so minimal that it's basically just there to set up Scorched Trials. So I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It's there. Um, that was a lot of talking. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, um, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, what did you think about? Uh, you should, we talked about how you like you like the maze stuff. So let me expand upon that. Like, what did you yeah, what yeah. did you like about the world? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it's kind of a it's an interesting concept how like um, a, a bunch of a bunch of boys were like sent to like this this uh, they call it the glade the glade. And, Sounds and, like a, uh, like a cool action hero name. I know Glade, and um, they they're just like they're forced to um, survive with like no context. And then there's these walls, and inside the walls is it's a maze, and there's a lot of mystery as to like what is this maze? Why is it here? Why does the Glade exist? How did they end up in the Glade? what brought them to the glade you know it's like all these questions um but like in the moment it, it's very like in the moment um you're like oh my god what's 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 going on who are these these grievers you know like 
like what is this what is this virus that's going around you know um it it, it all feels very self-contained um and, and i, I kind of like the self-contained aspect um and I, I i was interested in seeing like the exterior world building the like that leads into like store scorch trials and the um succeeding sequels um the last one the death cure i think that's all three yeah um but i i guess i guess personally i was just more fascinated in uh the i guess the, the maze lore and stuff like that um i mean once you see it like you've seen it like there isn't too much rewatchability to this film because like you already know what's going to happen and like what's going on um but you know i i, th- I thought it was solid like a solid like hey let's go to the movies and see this kind of thing um i i i kind of wish they didn't like set up for a sequel um like I said, I, I'd I'd like to know, but at the same time, like, I don't really need to. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm satisfied as a as a movie watcher, with like just the whole maze setup. Like, if they escaped or didn't escape by the end, like I would not care less, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know. Did, did, you, did you kind of feel that way, Connor? Kind of, yeah. I mean. <laughs> My my first vision for this movie, I, I granted, I have no, I've not read the book, so I don't really know how it goes. But I feel like I would have liked this movie if it took itself way slower. Like maybe if they they only they they don't they don't leave the glaive until maybe the climax, and like have the rest of the movie building up their little world. Maybe kind of establish the idea that the uh, that the maze is like this forbidden zone, and only like only the maze runners go. So he has to wait, you know, become a maze runner, and you know he gets to know the people. Maybe. He gets, you know, still pisses off that one dude who doesn't, you know, doesn't trust him because, you know, this guy still comes out of nowhere and is really insistent to getting in the maze. I'm sorry? Gally? The the guy, Will Poulter, the guy who's, the guy with the weird eyebrows. Gally? (laughs) Yeah, him. Uh, I remember his name. But, like, yeah, like, maybe he still doesn't trust him because, like, no one wants to become a maze runner, so why does this guy want to be a maze runner? Maybe there's a bit of tension there, but, like, I want to know the world more. And then have the climax movie be his first time in the maze, and that's when you know the the drama happens where the, the leader guy gets in there and gets injured. Like, I wish it kind of slowed itself down so that you'd that I it didn't feel like to me like I felt like there was too many questions in this movie that either that if you alluded to too many of them you'd want answers and then realize the movie wasn't equipped to give you those answers. Like there's a, there is such thing as overloading people with information, and I feel like. There is a lot of that, and the best example of that is that scene, uh, without spoiling too much, that scene when he's thrown in the cage and then just starts dumping exposition. Like, he finally realizes what his dream was about, and he just starts spilling it. And that scene kind of perfectly emphasizes it. Like, that's a lot of information to get from a dream, and, like, that's just a little much. Like, I wish we learned that information slower. Like we didn't need to know that right away and now we know that it's almost like okay now we have to really get to get going with this whole like you know hunger games going through the system thing and just to speed up really quickly and i don't know so like I, I kind of agree with you like i wouldn't mind if they wrapped it up a little quicker or didn't give you so much information so like 
if you were to make a sequel, you could reveal more information in that, but at least you've already built up the the background more, you know? You don't have to worry about addressing these characters because you've already built them up, you know? Like, right. I don't know. The, like, the Maze Runner world is interesting, but there's a lot to it, and it's not a one-movie job. Like, I think you need to do it over multiple movies if you want to explain everything, but not in the way they did it. <laughs> That's the best way I can kind of describe it. Um, I feel bad because if I ever knew anybody who worked on this movie, I'd be really pissed at myself right now where it's like, okay, you're just getting mad at me for how I did it, but you're not really giving me a lot of good recommendations. Like, <laughs> I agree. Like, I don't know. Maybe this book is just a tough one to adapt, but like, it seems like, it seems like a lot of this stuff just doesn't reflect well the screen. Um, that being said, I kind of respect that. I kind of respect that they picked a book to adapt that wasn't just fodder for teen stuff, you know? Like, there's really no big romance stuff and, like, there isn't, like, a, a girl boss or boy boss moment. Though I guess you can't really do a boy boss moment in this one because it's all dudes. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no moment that feels like it's pandering until the end, I guess. So it did it did strike me as, like, they actually wanted to adapt the book first. Which I, you know, I respect that. Sure. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing too absolutely. offensive about it. I guess that's the best way to say it. There's nothing too offensive about it. Um, in both ways, in both good or bad, but there's nothing really too extreme in either direction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, okay, I, I, have a, I have a question for you, Connor. Do it. So, sure. as far as like dystopian stories go, and like the ones you've you've seen, mm-hmm. um, how, how does how does this rank? Like the yeah. world or the movie? Like the dystopian world, the dystopian movie. The world, the world. The world. Um, I would say, alluding to spoilers, the world itself is not all that interesting. I like that. Again, trying to be you know addressing a specific prompts, but not giving you anything too heavy in spoilers. I like the idea that they allude to to it being a man made problem. Uh. It, again, knowing the ending, I hope you understand what I mean. Uh, it does that. I do like that there is a little bit more reality in this dystopian world, but it does feel like a this took a really weird amount of a weird amount of time to build up to. Like there is a lot of development that happens before this could happen. Um, so it feels a little, uh, it feels a little rushed, like you said. Like there is, I feel like the things that happen in this post apocalyptic world would take decades and decades and decades and decades and it feels so distant that i can hardly even connect it to the real world anymore um but at the same time it's interesting you know i also appreciate that it's not like a (laughs) maybe it is later on but so far it doesn't seem like a zombie plague i feel like that's a really easy one to do um but like they they don't really like maybe they kind of do imply there's a zombie plague actually hang on (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's supposed to be a zombie plague is it Well, yeah. I guess there's that. I, it was weird because they don't really truly explain what the uh, the thing that they were working on is because, of course, they want to do that in the sequel. Um, but this whole... The world is not the problem, I guess. The world is just not the focus either, you know? Maybe after three movies I could figure out what exactly this world is like, but I feel like, as is, it's just kind of underdeveloped because we don't know much about it. Um, I don't know. It's there. <laughs> Uh, if you wanted a good post-apocalyptic movie, I will always point to Children of Men. That's kind of the king of it. 
Um, and that one kind of captures what this one doesn't do and the idea that, like, it feels like a future that's pretty close. Like, distant futures are fine, but, like, the further you go away from the modern time, the less likely you're going to really see any reality in it. And especially when you're trying to make a movie that, like, isn't about that apocalypse directly, like Maze Runner is, where it's about the, the maze rather than about the apocalypse. Like, I kind of wish I kind of wish they did what, what um, Children of Men did and made it a bit closer. So it feels like, oh, this is not that far away, you know? Whatever. <laughs> I'm really going into the nitty-gritty, but it's fine. Uh, sure. Did you have any thoughts on that that you wanted to address in that question? Um, not really. I mean, I haven't seen too many, like, teen dystopian movies. I mean, I've obviously seen Divergent, and I've seen Hunger Games, and I guess for the, those are the closest I could hey darkest minds you've seen darkest minds come on i I guess darkest minds dude Uh, darkest minds has got to be the the most the most red no sorry i can't i can't make a joke about the reds they were too cool but um they were pretty it's got to be the coolest it's got to be the coolest future we've had so far (laughs) yeah yeah for sure for sure um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought this one was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it was really an era. Like, it really it was. was. Like, <laughs> like, late 2000s to, like, early 2010s mm-hmm. was, like, the teen dystopian novel era. And, like, I don't know. Like, I, I low-key miss it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I would, on a very a very bold part of me, wants to point to Twilight as the originator for this, because Twilight was Twilight. also the, the the teen novel thing. It wasn't post apocalyptic, but I feel like the people who made Hunger Games took the risk on Hunger Games because of the success of Twilight. I feel like that might be kind of a bold statement, but like honestly. The idea that, like, the... Especially because those last couple movies, from what I hear, get pretty action-oriented. I think that, like, Hunger Games feels like the... the Like, the kind of, like, uh... The, 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 rev, the, um... I'm trying to think of a word for it. But feels like the antithesis of what Twilight was building up to. You know? Like, once Breaking Dawn Part 2 came out and ended that franchise, it was like, okay, now is our time. And then they... They, they threw out that movie that's similar enough that people, the fans of it, would, would get more of what they wanted, but is different enough that it doesn't feel like it's ripping it off, you know? Like, yeah. you, you got the teens, you got the uh, you got the action, you got the, uh, the book-esque antics and such that are appealing towards teenagers, but um, you don't have the sweet, sweet romance, you got more of the independence, you don't need no man type stuff. Um, and, right. then they, and then they, then they spiraled out of control from there. But, like, at least we had something, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh man, Twilight. That, like, that movie's all over the place. That kind of is. It's funny because I know a lot of people who, like, watch those movies for pure ironic. And no one does that for Hunger Games or Divergent or Maze Runner. So, like, it definitely <laughs> is its own breed. Right. Are there... Are there there's, there's four, right? I think there's... There's either four or five. five. I think there might be five. There's New Moon, Eclipse, and then... Yeah, and then there's Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting world that we lived in during that period. <laughs> that being, oh yeah. That being said, I mean, I'm curious to see what what the next one is. You know, like what teen thing is gonna show up and make a ton of money. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're kind of out of that. Something, something's got to pop up, you know. I mean, right now, I feel like in the film industry, we're in kind of an interphase right now because, as you've noticed, super movie superhero movies aren't as po- as profitable as they used to be. And really, the only thing, the only thing that I could even vaguely imagine as a new genre is meme horror, like the idea that there's like horror movies that really bank on the comedy stuff, like Megan and Cocaine Bear. Like stuff like that. Um, and smile. Oh, there's no even way smile that a little bit. What's up? I said there's no way that becomes its own thing. I kind of did. I don't know if I like. I don't know if I we could throw it off yet because like one, Megan made a boatload of money for what it was, and like I feel like people Hollywood should catch on pretty quick that if you make like a mildly violent or dark concept and just treat it with a little bit of comedy you could really blow up in terms of viralness and then you'll make money. Like, I don't know, man. I could see that being a thing. Not Maybe, uh, not, maybe yeah. not the level of Hunger Games, but... Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we are, we are in a kind of a transition phase. Maybe, maybe the Western will come back. The Western. Yeah. I don't know. Return of the King, baby. We need another one. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Anyways, let's talk. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh. Talk about let's talk about some Maze Runner characters. What did you feel about the Maze Runner characters? Did you have any strong opinions about them? Did you have a favorite character? Um, kind of hard to say. Um, none of them really left too much of an impact on me because I never really got to know them as people. I mean, they didn't even know themselves. So Correct. It's kind of hard to for me to get attached to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck, like like the the kid, the fat kid, the kid yeah, the fat kid yeah. character. I, I I feel like he had the most character development. I sort of like the main character, Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, Newt wasn't bad. Um, I thought I thought Galley, um, the kind of like the rival mm-hmm. character. I thought I thought he was interesting. Um, I would have wanted them to go into like a bit more detail with his character to kind of like learn about his motivations for not wanting to leave the glade and like having this strong sense of community that seemingly no one else in the the movie had. Um, and I wanted to see him, uh, I guess rival a bit more with Thomas. Um, I, I thought that a pretty interesting and fun dynamic with each other. Um, Teresa, Teresa, or whatever. Yeah. Um, the girl character, she was uh, borderline useless. Yeah, bar- bar- uh, barely in the movie. <laughs> barely in the movie, served really no purpose. Um, She'll serve a purpose in the next one. Jeez. I know. I know. It's a long game. <laughs> Uh, I've been playing the long game here, but speaking solely in the Maze Runner, she's high key pointless. You could have taken her out, and almost nothing would have changed. Um, 
And this Albie, Albie, yeah, you know, he had, his, he had his moments, didn't really know him too well. And I mean, yeah, those, those are really your, your main characters there. Um, you're forgetting, okay, you're forgetting so. my favorite character in the entire movie. Who? Minnow. Minnow oh was, my God, Minnow. Minnow was yeah. actually low-key my favorite character because he got, like, no no story and no background. No. He was just the badass. And, like, you know what? I kind of dig it. Like, he was really cool. I don't know. He just kind of had that energy to him. Like, I'm really excited. If I were to watch the sequels, which I probably won't, but if I were to watch them, I would watch them for him. Like, I'm excited to see what, where he goes, you know? He probably dies in the third one, and I'll be really sad. But, like, I'm kind of on board, you know? I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually totally forgot about Minnow. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was kind of like that badass character that, like, got, got no character development, which is why I probably forgot about him. Yeah, but he was cool. Uh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think about the characters? Yeah, uh, mostly same same boat. Thomas was really boring, but occasionally he had his moments. Uh, obviously, Teresa is a non-character, because she's only there to be the, the main character in the next movies. Um, yeah, Chuck was all right. Uh, I, I do kind of question the legitimacy of a fat kid in a world where you are constantly working out by, you know, preparing and living and stuff, and you don't have an excessive amount of food. But I digress. Um, maybe I'm just overthinking it a little. But um, uh, what else? Will Poulter was fine. Um, Will Poulter I like. I like him as an actor, though I do... <laughs> I, I understand, though, that, like, this role could have been played by, like, any jerk dude character, you know? Um, so, like, I guess his role isn't all that, you know, individual, but not bad, you know? Um, I don't know. The characters were there. They were manageable. Um, I didn't hate any of them, which was kind of a first for these movies. Like, usually, like, there's, like, one character in these post-apocalyptic movies that I can't stand. Everybody's fine. Like, I don't mind anybody. I didn't hate anybody in this movie, so props to this movie. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's mad respect on that regard. Um, also, the kid who played Newt was actually a pretty solid actor, and I kind of look forward to seeing him in the movie Herb? Other, other movies, too. Newt? Ferb? No, Newt. Plays Ferb. He plays Ferb? Yes. What? Yes. Oh, and I gotta rewatch the movie and, like, listen. Like, I gotta, like, listen and be like, is this Ferb? Hang on. <laughs> Ferb. That's interesting. Yeah, you never hear Ferb talk, so you can't really recognize who his voice is. He, he does occasionally. Like, he has that, like, a sophisticated British accent. Yeah, I mean... Knew he had a British accent. I sure didn't notice, but yeah. I knew he had an accent. I didn't know what accent it was. I kind of assumed it was Australian, but what's the hang on? This movie is called Maze Runner. I want to know. What... <laughs> I forgot the movie's name for a minute. <laughs> uh, what's the actor's name? Thomas Brody. He is English. Dang it. Oh well. He was also in Queen's Gambit and Game of Thrones. Jesus Christ! This dude has been in like everything. Damn. He was also in a movie called Phantom Halo, and he's like the main character. Damn. Phantom Halo looking pretty good. <laughs> Random side tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Random side tangent. Has uh, has Dylan O'Brien been in anything? Dylan O'Brien? Who do you play? Is that the main character? Yeah. Uh, let's find out. Dylan O'Brien. He looks like a very he looks like a very generic stand-in guy, like stand-in white dude guy. 
Um, he seems he has a decent filmography of like indie films. He was in that movie Love and Monsters. He was the main character in that, which he kind of plays a very similar character as he played in this. So that's not too crazy. Oh my god, I forgot about that movie. It's actually pretty good, and the Bumblebee movie, which is definitely going to be a contender for this series at some point. Um, oh yeah. This fucking Bumblebee movie came out, and I've not heard about it since. <laughs> <laughs> And guess what? Guess what? Another 2018 movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he does a lot of indie movies, and as a result, a lot of forgettable movies. But I respect it for I respect him for not selling out. Unless she unless she counts Maze Runner as selling out, I suppose. Um, yeah. What about uh the girl? The girl. That actually was another point I was gonna make. This this one kind of she looks very familiar to me. Um, but I couldn't tell you where I know her from because like everything she does is like not huge. She was, she was the, the main thing I probably know her from is she was the character in the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. That was like the witch. Well, the joke was that she was a witch and like every five seconds they were making, like she was making something smart and they were like, oh my God, she's a witch because she's smart. Uh, she was that character. Um, she was also in the movie Crawl, which is the, uh, Sam Raimi produced, uh, crocodile horror movie which was kind of funny. Um, and she's the main character in that. Um, so there's those things. She's there. She's an actress. That's kind of this entire movie's cast. It's just they're actors. Like, I've, I've, I've heard of these people. No, no one really that big. Which, I again, I kind of like, yeah. actually. I don't, mind, I, I don't mind that they didn't cram it full of celebrities. Though you know that if this movie came out in, like... 2011 or 2010 they had got the guy who played percy jackson what was his name i forget his name he got a little bit older by this point but um logan lerman that was it logan lerman seems like the perfect guy for these kind of movies but he like matured real fast <laughs> like i don't know I guess he was doing i guess he was doing fury fury was that year too yeah. fury the tank movie um the point I'm trying to make is that Logan Lerman is the perfect guy for these kind of movies. <laughs> I digress. Um, he never ended up in any of them. Like he ended up in Percy Jackson, I guess, but like he never ended up in any of these post-apocalyptic action movies. He was like he's like the perfect like generic white dude for this. And I, I half the time I always assume it's him in these movies. That or the guy from remember the guy from uh, Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah. That guy is perfect for these kind of movies too. What's good? There's always the generic white guy. Dylan Minette or Minet. This, this guy is made for these movies. This, Dylan Minet? Yeah. He this man, like, if he if you ever had to think of a guy who'd be put into a generic white bread thing, it's this dude. Yes, sir. Little Dylan. Hell, I'm not convinced that all these actors aren't the same person. Like, <laughs> are they all the same person? They probably are. They all look the same. They're the same person. Do you think they go to like a like an Alcoholics Anonymous esque meeting where they all come together and talk and like rant about how much they get each other get mixed up for one another at every con? <laughs> where it's like you know Minet guy is complaining that they always think he's the dude from Maze Runner. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's just like, no, I wasn't in Maze Runner. I was in Thirteen Reasons Why. <laughs> you know. And, you know, Logan Lerman rants that, like, you know, he was the guy from, uh, he's the guy from Perks of Being a Wallflower, but everybody assumes he's the dude from, uh, he's the dude from 13 Reasons Why and all that, and it just becomes, like, a cycle. <laughs> yeah. Even though Logan Lerman's, like, 
at this point kind of older than them like he's like the grandpa of this group and he's yeah i can see him still getting mixed up with all these guys yeah it's this is less representative of the industry and more representative of just by just how many generic white dudes with brown hair there are <laughs> coming from a generic white dude with brown hair who's talking right now <laughs> jesus yeah. I, I found my people i don't like this <laughs> anyways oh my god um, so, uh, do you, uh, you want to segue into some questions, maybe? Just some quick things? Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, Connor, 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 if you were to recast this movie, maybe a different white guy. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who are you picking? Who are you picking? Who's my favorite generic white bread actor I could put into this? <laughs> who would yeah. I do? That's a good question. There's so many options. You know... If I'm picking like any time period, you know, like I'm take I'm not taking into consideration their prime or something like that. I'm looking for some generic white white bread ass actor. Um you know, I could see like a like a Taron Egerton being a good role for this. <laughs> he'd have to do an American accent naturally, but right. he's pretty good for it. I really like Taron Egerton, so he definitely stands out. Um if Tom Holland didn't get Spider Man right away, he'd also be one of these actors. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I'd say I would pick Taron. Um, I think he's probably the strongest bet. Um, also, for the uh, there's also a lot of white bread girl actors that could be a pretty good choice for the uh, for that Teresa character or whatever. Um, uh, Kristen Stewart would also be good. Kristen Stewart would be good. Kristen Stewart, though, I feel like almost has too much personality now. Like maybe she'd she'd have been perfect in this era, like you know, like her post Twilight days. But now right. she has like a personality and like is actually a good actress now. It's like oh, it's like oh, <laughs> you know, you don't earn it anymore. Right. Um, I feel like the modern day equivalent of her is Catherine Newton, who played uh, who played um, what's her name? Uh, she played um Ant Man's daughter in the new Quantum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was also in a, she was also uh the main character in that movie Freaky with Vince Vaughn where the girl swaps with the murderer like they body swap mm-hmm. um, she's also in that I feel like she's like a very modern equivalent of some actress like this um, so I thought <laughs> I love that we're like simplifying down a bunch of white actors just to like their general roles <laughs> like this is this is this is obscene <laughs> um, I'll throw like one more question out there um, let me think. Let me think. I guess if you were to put this in the in the list, where would it rank? That's a good question. I really don't. It's not better than Twister. Like, let's get let's no. make that clear right now. Twister is like the S tier of this series, and it's not touching that. Um, which is funny because it's not that good a movie either. <laughs> but, um, if I had, I would definitely put it on the higher end, like for sure. Um, I would say it's closest in quality to maybe chip and dale i think i would say this is probably number three if i had to put them in a ranking it'd be number three it'd be twister chip and dale this repo man surfs up something like that um that's probably about probably about how i'd do it Uh, what do you think david where is it link on your on your listing yeah, it's probably behind Twister. Um, I I'd honestly put it maybe at number two. Ooh. Um, right, right behind Twister. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of sad that I can't really put 
the the Rock and Kevin Hart into this movie because it really wouldn't make any sense. You know, you know how funny uh, it would be if the you know the very end of the movie uh, when uh, spoilers we've gotten to the end of the episode so. But um, this when they get that screen where it shows the lady talking, explaining everything that's happened. But when they yeah. when that's revealed, it's not a lady. It's actually the Rock. Like Ooh. completely no context. It's just the Rock. And then of course that scene ends the way it does, but with the Rock. And you're just like, what? Yes. It's like what? I didn't know what I was missing. Yes, that would be amazing. That'd be so good. Right? That would be so funny. And hell, if you really wanted to connect it to Kevin Hart and The Rock, you could have, like, the the guy that picks them up at the end be Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's the guy flying the helicopter, and he's like, you guys are more special than you even know. Right. Yeah. That'd, be a, that'd make the movie probably number one. Yeah, like, that would be such a twist ending. Like, <laughs> I would love that. Like, I want, I want movies like this to go bold. Like, you can't leave it up to, like, oh, I'm mildly interested to see what comes next. You need to be like, oh, my God, I need to know what happens next. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> right, right, right. It's you like Ed Sheeran showing a fan of Red Notice. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. He showed up to be the best joke in the entire movie. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I I had willingly forgotten about Red Notice. Oh, my God. They made they already commissioned two sequels for that, so expect a, expect a trailer for one of those in the coming months. Just a heads up now. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! <laughs> life makes you love life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any uh, any any other um, any other questions or anything you want to segue to? Any last thoughts? Um, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Got you. Man, what a movie. Um, I feel like if I were with a group who had seen the first and were like, hey, I want to watch a, a Maze Runner movie, I would point them in the direction of the second, so maybe we could watch the second. Like, I'm mildly curious, but I also realize there's nowhere to go but down at this point. Like, yeah. I have a feeling they're not going to top this, which is weird because this already isn't great. But... <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, one last final note. I'm sorry, I had one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, why were the, the, the Reavers ants? Like, that's an uh, odd thing. Like, even knowing the general concept of what is out, like, what, you know, this story is and what it, like, what's happening in the world why ants like that's such an odd (laughs) it's just such an odd thing it's like okay guys again spoilers we're gonna create this experiment and then to test these you know to test the um the the disease we're gonna give the disease to the the guys in the maze with giant mechanical ants (laughs) like that just blows my mind Um, yeah that was that was pretty whack and I love the idea as well that in this post-apocalyptic future where, like, the sun is demolishing the world, they still had time to create mutant giant ants. Like, <laughs> that was just something they had. Like, I imagine that they have, like, this uh, repertoire of technology and they're like, okay, guys, how are we going to d- administer the drug? And they're like, well, I mean, we've got the giant ants. We can use those, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, that, make- that kind of makes sense. We're not using them for anything else. <laughs> like, I don't really know. <laughs> Kind of love that. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for you. Uh, any final parting thoughts? Final parting thoughts? 
No, no, I think we're ready to wrap up. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, check us out on Instagram, what's that smell underscore you thinking again for any updates that we, uh, that we send out to you guys. Really appreciate you guys checking in. Next week, we've got our full-length episode, and then we'll be dropping more Think Stinks towards you. Uh, I got to think of my next Think Stink. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Got some good options in the in the thought bank right now. Um, it definitely won't be Bumblebee. I'll wait. I'll wait till you guys forgot I talked about Bumblebee, and then we'll do that one later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that's about all I got for you. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I've been Connor. This has been David. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the podcast that we entitled David. What's that smell? You thinking again?